Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is sode number 163, and this is the first time this has happened, but there's actually two different so titles <laughs> I have I want to choose from because they're both very timely. We have like a plethora of so titles, but please, again, if your so title's funny, it will jump the line. So continue to submit them to at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Send us your so titles and you know, we'll name the sode after that. Make it something obscure about the Titans. We'll name the sode that and uh give you credits. But Jack, this week there are two so titles I want to roll with. Okay. Well, two. And maybe maybe it's something like we read read both, and then at the end of the sode, we choose which sode title works best uh for the for the feel of the show, or maybe we let people vote. I don't know. But the two sode titles I want to I want to choose from. Okay. This first one. The you're the boss of your teeth of sodes. That one comes via talk to me podcast at talk to me podcast or at talk to me talk on Twitter. Um, I the you're the boss of your teeth is in quotes. I don't know if that's something we said last week when we were talking about me going to the dentist. Um, but it does sound like something that we would just slip out and just have no recollection of a, ever saying on this podcast. In fact, I'd say 99% of what is said on this podcast, we have no recollection of ever saying. Yeah, we, we kind of have minds like a goldfish. Like we say it and then we forget it. And it's I, some, some of it probably is for the best. But yeah, yeah th- this time I, I think we're both out of the loop on this one. Right. Like when you said you wanted to bomb the Parthenon, you know, like you probably don't remember saying that terroristic threat. But yeah, it's, you know, it's something to, you know, take note of, you know, nothing that we say on this podcast can be held liable in a court of law. Just want that to be known. Right. Is that true? Well, I mean, God, I hope so. The Jared Goff thing I do remember because you did specifically say, yeah, that is look memory of a goldfish, maybe something a little bit better than a goldfish, because I do remember you saying you wanted to push Jared Goff in front of a moving uh, CTA train. So, well, instead of Tannehill, you know, I I would I would love to. Does that make it better? Is it like it's like you're like, well, I'm saving Ryan Tannehill's life to kill someone else's. Anyway, so that is the. So, Tad, I will say Dennis' appointment went pretty smooth. I was pretty quick. Uh, they did not have to do x-rays, although the doctor did come in at the end and said, you know, we need to watch one of your teeth there. It's uh, We've got a growing hole here, and he showed me the hole, and I was like, okay, I don't. Look, look, Doc, is it cavity or not? Do we need to fill it or not? Okay, just let me know. Was but, Leon there? Did you talk to Leon? 
Uh, I did get a grill from Leon on my way out. Okay, yeah, because I parked around back. Yeah, and so oh, Leon, yeah. yeah, helped me out. So shout out to Chris Johnson's guy, um, with the uh, with the grill. And then the second sewed title, and this one's kind of more fitting for today. The Easton Freeze listened to the last episode and then sent an angry tweet of so that one comes via Corey Slovic at Corey <laughs> underscore Slovic on Twitter. Um, the funny story here. So Easton <laughs> Freeze like randomly tweeted, and I love Easton Freeze. Let that be known. We, yes, we, we both no do. ill will. No Nashville media beef with Easton Freeze. We love Easton. Um, an uncle of this podcast. He tweeted out randomly, and I don't know if it was in reference to our show or not, but the timing was funny. Um, he tweeted out that he hates, uh, uh, or he doesn't understand the people that hate mock draft season and hate, hate the draft and hate mock drafts. That is me to a t- Like, I think I have every episode for the last, like six straight weeks. I have complained about mock drafts and this time of year and how much I hate it and how it's all just one big waste of time. It's literally just opening up fortune cookies over and over and over because it means nothing. And like, if you want to read into it, you can, but you know, like it's very rare that it will come true. Yeah. And in Easton's defense, I don't think he listened to the episode because Easton has had his face down in this mock draft game. I was going to say, how, when is he at the time? Yeah, right. Exactly. He's only listening to like Adam Schefter's podcast or something. Uh, Guys that are, you know, mocking drafts. Uh, If there's a, if there's a mock draft podcast, Easton Freezes has subscribed to it. He is rated and he is reviewed. Yeah, you're, you're probably right about that. Uh, But, you know, for the mock draft people, mock draft is, is like, for the nerdy football fans, mock draft season is it's, you know, I I think the best way to do mock draft is surface level stuff. You don't want to memorize. Okay. Mel Kuyper's 1.0 to his 7.8 or whatever the hell, you you know, cause he he has different variations throughout the off season. So Mm -hmm. everything changes. Everyone's got one. Who do you trust? Who really knows, you know, stuff. And and really the answer is, is nobody really knows. Um, We had a, a Schefter, report come out yesterday we're going to get into yeah uh, about about some possibilities at the top of the draft involving quarterbacks so it's hard to keep up with just because opinions change seemingly every single day but for those people who love player evaluations and and love trying to find that you know diamond in the rough it's it's a fun time for them it's not necessarily our thing you know I, i don't think deep diving into mock draft season is um you know is is something that is easy to really listen to but if you like it, that's great. That's your thing. We aren't going to go deep, deep into the mock draft. No, thing, but no, we're not about that life. We're going to have some takes. No, yeah, we, I mean, we'll talk about it, obviously. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with the draft in its of itself. What's wrong with the draft is the mindless, endless talking about the draft up until the draft. That's what just annoys the absolute hell out of me. And you said the best way to approach the draft is uh, my best way to approach the draft is with a mechanical pencil. So like if you do a mock draft, make sure you do it in a mock, like do it with a mechanical pencil for the reason being that right when you're done, you can stab it in your eye and then <laughs> pump the lead slowly oh but surely God. into your eyes. What socket. a visual. That's the Jim Wyatt strategy, though. He's always got a couple of mechanicals stuck up behind his ear. <laughs> uh, don't, don't you do it, Jim Wyatt. We love you too much. Uh, okay. 
the now uh, let's well we also have caroline fenton on the show my goodness the the whole reason uh the the aunt of this so we love caroline fenton she is so fantastic at what she does and we're excited to talk to her about uh the upcoming draft talk some football uh i want to hit on uh, a little bit about the lsu tigers with her you'll find out she's why. the one to do it with Coming up later, yeah, big LSU Tiger gal. So, um, uh, Caroline Fenton a little bit later, and then, uh, yeah. But before we get into all that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. We love our friends over at Relax the Back. They set out every single day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. And if you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, then this is the place for you. They sent me an email recently with... You know, some of the stuff they have in their showroom that is just, I, I mean, I, I can't stop looking at it. This, they have a supernova massage chair where, I mean, it, it just looks like a space shuttle almost. Get it for your home. Get it for your office. They, they've got, you, you know, a variety of different massage chairs. They've also got pillow fittings. And for those of you with a Dion Lewis body type, they can do customized fittings for chairs, for pillows, for beds. And, you know, they also have the Isaiah Wilson body type. They can customize anything. <laughs> For any body type that you might have. So go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee, right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater over by Hillsborough High School. If you don't live in Middle Tennessee and you can't get there in person, they've got up-to-date, you know, up-to-date stuff on their website. All their products are there. They've even got some sales going on right now. Go check them out at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With all that said, let's talk a Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm sucking what is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is April 19th, 2023, which means we are, count them, eight days away from the best time of year. The end of mock draft season. Say it with me, folks. Hey! Woo! Yes, my goodness. it is. We are almost through the depths of hell, ladies and gentlemen. And you're like, what? You mean the NFL offseason's almost ending? No. But second best to that is the fact that we do not have to trudge through online of, here's who I think's going number eight. Check out my latest 5.0 mock draft. It Oh, you're going you're gonna to really lose it with the prediction I have with that number <laughs> seven pick. Or... Do the Raiders trade up into the top four to get their guy at quarterback? Find out with my latest mock draft. There are literally so many dominoes in place that no one ever, ever gets it right. The, the, the greatest example, well, two of the greatest examples I've ever heard on the mock draft is one comes from South Texas Titan. A, a a a great Tupper and a great uh, Titans Twitter follow. My man says, mock drafts are like LARPing for football fans. Okay? Live action role playing. You ever see the, I, I don't want to call them dweebs, to each their own. Okay? Oh, but do you ever oh. see <laughs> the borderline? You ever see the people out in the middle of like, let's say Crockett Park, if you're a Brentwoodian, 
or uh, Centennial Park in downtown I was, Nashville. I was about to bring up Centennial Park because they're out there seemingly every day uh, putting in that work. Well, Centennial's right across the street from Vanderbilt. So you know those people are like, right when they're done at the library, they're putting on their Quidditch uniforms and they're running across the street to LARP. Be nice. And LARPing is live-action role-playing where like people pretend to be knights of the round table and go out and fight medieval like times. Pool with noodle like swords. Pool noodle swords, yeah. Like very safe like weapons. It's ridiculous, okay? If you see it, if you were driving to buy, you'd be like, are those adults fake battle sorting in the middle of Centennial Park? Am I am I legitimately seeing this correctly? Okay? I think they, I would try it once. That, did you just say you would be willing to try LARPing? One time. You know, I think it might be fun to do drunk um, on, like, I, I don't know, Renaissance Day or something, whenever Renaissance okay. Day is. But okay. You know, I I don't think you should make a habit out of it. I, I sure, I but maybe you can. It's better than a lot of bad Look, habits. You know, again, everyone has their weird things that they're into. Okay, Larpers just happen to be like, oh hey, I'm I'm Maid Marian, and I'm going after uh I'm going after this fake ass Robin Hood. In you know, uh, he's gonna pay for what he did. I mean, some people have mock drafts. Other people's have uh, other other people have LARPing. It's it, well, it is really to each his own. It, at least the LARPers will get out in the park and do it in person. You know, like they're not ashamed of who they are. The freaking mock drafters sit behind a computer screen and they're like, "Here's here's where I think C.J. Stroud is going in my latest mock." Uh, so and then, but then the also the other great analogy I heard was that uh, mock drafting is legitimately just it's. They are fortune cookies for football. They, it's like, look, you finish that delicious Panda Express meal, okay? You're like, oh, baby, those egg rolls hit the spot. Is there and such you... thing as a delicious Panda Express meal, though? Okay, look, if if you're not going to allow me to take shots at the LARPers, I'm not going to allow you to take shots at Panda <laughs> That's Express. That's fair. That's fair. Okay? <laughs> All right? Panda Express has, has fed me many a nights working in radio, Okay. Um, and I don't even, I'm not even a big Asian food guy and I love Panda Express. God bless but... your radio studio. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I've torn up some radio toilets in my day. <laughs> Again, that's one of those lines where I'm going to forget that I said it until talk to me comes to us with a, <laughs> uh, so title, um, the, uh, but so I, it, it is you, you, after you're done with this, this meal, very greasy, very heavy meal reach down into that bag and you're like oh there's a fortune cookie in here you rip open the plastic seal you pull out that mostly crumpled cookie that's already kind of half ripped open and then you just rip it open more and you pull out the piece of paper inside you say all right what does my fortune tell me today sometimes it says a major wealth could be coming your way very soon or the luck of the draw isn't luck but merely fate and you're like wow that's so deep i never really thought about it like that it's the same thing when it comes to freaking mock drafts okay you look at the mock draft and look we as titans fans we don't even read the top few picks okay maybe we'll read one or two just see who's going uh who they have going one and two maybe three but then we scroll immediately down to 11. What are the, what do they got the Titans doing? Oh, they got us trading with the Jets, trading back to 16. Oh, yeah. What are you? Oh, they got us getting an edge rusher? What? That would be ridiculous. Why do they think that? And then you read the little three sentence blurb and you're like, 
this is ridiculous. They don't even know anything. And then you get pissed off because the national media doesn't understand the Titans like uh, we or the local media understand the Titans. And then there's the and Facebook then you just go crowd. Off on a tie ride. There, there's a Facebook crowd that gets mad at the Titans for thinking this, even though they didn't think this. Somebody thought this about what the <laughs> Titans were thinking. Yeah, it's just it's just absolute absurdity. So look, if you like fortune cookies, you know what? Eat your fortune cookies. Just don't then go type up your fortune cookies and put them on your blog and share them on your Facebook page. Or or what's happening lately, these little PFF screenshots that people have been sending out. Apparently, like, PFF made it super simple for people to share their latest mock draft. And now I'm just seeing all of these PFF mock drafts for the Titans rounds one through seven people are mock drafting the entire draft for their team and it is it is it, I, like I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing these things i and i'm sick and tired of seeing tennessee vols fans somehow landing jalen <laughs> hyatt in the first two rounds like first of all that's not happening second of all like I don't, I don't get it. And then they say like, what do you think about my mock draft? And then you get the people commenting and being like, Oh dude, I would die. If that happened, that would be so sick. And then, and then you got the people like, really, you think they're going to go, uh, they're going to trade up for CJ Stroud in the first round. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's absurdity. And it makes me sick. It's a waste of all of our time. And I'm just so ready for the first chimes on draft night on, uh, next Thursday. Boom. The end of mock draft season as we know it when we hear that first time. All right. I got to ask you one thing before we get into actually what we said we were going to get into today. I know. I'm sorry. I I went too long with that. What's your what's your take on crossword puzzles? You know, you know, the ones that come out in the newspaper. Yeah, I mean, but because they're they're essentially the same as a mock draft. If you like crossword puzzles, then you probably like the mock draft. You can't like crossword puzzles and hate mock draft season because crossword puzzles like mock drafts, you'll never finish. You'll never get them all right. It takes up a <laughs> tremendous amount of time. Nobody cares if you got it right at the end of the day. Yeah, no, that's a good point. At least the people that do crossword puzzles, like do them quietly while sitting on a train. Okay. Mock draft people are flooding your timeline with their latest and greatest mock draft. Like if I finish a crossword puzzle, like, yeah, may I share? Hey, I'll share it with my wife. Hey, check it out. The crossword puzzle, but I'm not plastering it to my, uh, onto Twitter. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like when Wordle first came out, you know, it's like, Oh cool. You got the Wordle in three guesses. Great. I don't care. At least, at least nobody tweets their crossword puzzle success, you know, because not that anyone would care, but look, Again, to, to each their own. But let's get into let's get into what we were going to discuss today. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're yeah. bringing up mock draft season, obviously, because the drafts eight days away. But there is some news related to the Titans here. Adam Schefter on NFL Live was having a conversation with Dan Orlovsky, Mina Kimes, Laura Rutledge, Marcus Spears. You know the OG crew. Yeah. And I, you know, I was sitting on my couch watching this happen, and now it's turned into a big you know internet phenomenon. Adam Schefter. And Dan Orlovsky made a bet. And now Adam Schefter, who is the king of information, he's he's the number one insider. He knows what's going on in the NFL at all times. He's paid to know everything. I've never seen him speak more passionately about something than when he said that they're, the second quarterback taken in this draft will not go until Indianapolis at fourth overall. He said, oh, that, wow. he said that Houston and Arizona, not going to take one. 
and he made a bet with Dan Orlovsky. Now Dan Orlovsky gave gave him ten to one odds, and uh, in my head I was like flashing back to the office with with Kevin Malone saying, "Hey, if you give me these odds, I'm going to take it every time." But he's it's a ten dollar bet to win a hundred dollars for Schefter if the second quarterback isn't taken until fourth overall. He seemed pretty convinced about it. But that could be great for the Titans. Look, the price to trade up to number three, we've talked about it endlessly on this. It's going to cost you a couple firsts, and it's going to cost you a swap this year and maybe a third-round pick like the Niners gave up when they moved to get Lance. That's a big-time price for a team who has multiple needs, pressing needs, okay? So if you don't trade up for three, and the second quarterback, likely C.J. Stroud, although the Colts could mess it up and go Levis, goes at four, well, then you have a bunch of teams in front of the Titans, none very likely to take a quarterback, and Tennessee could sit at 11 and have their pick between Anthony Richardson, potentially Will Levis or C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Broderick Jones from Georgia, which is a dream scenario for players, four or five players, who I think every Titans fan uh, would be pretty sorry, cool Jack, with Jack, outside Jack. of Will Levis. Not to, not to interrupt you here, but... Is this a mock draft? Not a mock draft. Let me get back into it. So okay. after Indianapolis at five, you have Seattle. They just signed Geno Smith for a three-year, $75 million deal. They're probably not going to go quarterback. They might take Jalen Carter. So that would fill a need on the defensive side of the ball for them, which they struggled in last year. Again, okay. sorry, not to not to, not to to step in here again, but this this really sounds a lot like a mock draft. No, I can't reiterate it enough. It's not a mock draft. Now, Detroit at number six, They've got multiple needs. They also have multiple first-round picks. So at number six, they could fill a need at defensive tackle. They could find an edge, maybe Tyree Wilson. If Will Anderson slips, he'll be there. Or you could go Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. So they would not take a quarterback at six overall. They like Hooker. So maybe they could get him at 18 or trade back or maybe wait until the second round to grab him. But Detroit at number six is probably not taking a quarterback. Okay. You're, you're, you're sure you're sure this this isn't a mock draft? That Not this a isn't. mock draft. Not a mock draft, Austin. Get that out of your head. So then you have the Las Vegas Raiders at seven. And the, the Raiders are always a draft wild card. Now they could trade up. They could trade up to number three with the Cardinals, although I don't know that they would they they would make that deal because the Raiders got they've got Jimmy G. You know, I, I know that there are more stable quarterback situations across the league, but the Raiders need a cornerback. That's where they could go either Christian Gonzalez if he makes it past Detroit or Devin Witherspoon. Both top corners, great cover guys, would make a lot of sense for Las Vegas at seven. Okay, then you go to number eight, the Falcons. Well, they just took Desmond Ritter in the second round last year. Arthur Smith needs some time to figure out if he's going to work in Atlanta. Plus, there's an in-state guy in Nolan Smith who could really transform the Falcons' pass rush. They probably won't go quarterback at eight. So you're all the way at nine, and there's only two quarterbacks off the board. Well, who Jack, picks I at be nine? With you, this sounds a lot like a mock draft, dude. No, no, it's not a mock draft. So the Bears pick at number nine. Well, they need offensive line help. They, they didn't make it. They, they didn't sign McGlinchey in free agency, so they need a tackle. Paris Johnson Jr., Darnell Wright out of Tennessee's climbing up draft boards as we speak, and even Skaronsky could move inside. The Bears won't take a quarterback at nine. Then the Philadelphia Eagles, who just signed Jalen Hurts to the most expensive contract in NFL history, pick at 10. They're going to go either Skaronsky from Northwestern to beef up the, uh, the right guard position. They lost a starter in free agency. 
or they're going to draft an edge rusher if he makes it there. That, that could be a Tyree Wilson pick. So then you get to 11, and that's the Titans. And you still have two quarterbacks between the big four, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. You figure Young will be off the board. Stroud will probably be off the board. But at 11, you're, you're not your hand is not being forced. You get to pick between Richardson and Levis. Or if you don't like either of them, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Roderick Jones, both fill a specific need. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba would be a lot of people's favorite pick. But you have options. And more importantly, you didn't have to mortgage the future to go up and get one of them. Jack, this feels so much like a mock draft. Okay, maybe it was a little bit of a mock draft. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? The Titans the Titans may not have to make a move here. That was smooth. That was smooth of you. You know, that was smooth. You you let me just rant and rave and go on my little tirade. And then right beneath my nose, you just sneak your own little mock draft into this podcast. What You know, I'm if I wasn't so upset, I would I would applaud you for your efforts. <laughs> you know, well done. On behalf of all of Mock Draft Nation, they are saluting you right now. They're un- unfurling flags with your face on it. I'm giving them one back. Hand on the hat, baby. Look. I'm not saying that what Schefter said is going to happen. I'm just, you you know, if there's a guy to trust about this type of thing, it's Adam Schefter. Sure, he's gotten stuff wrong in the past, but his track record is nearly spotless uh, if you pretty much throw out anything involving Aaron Rodgers. But it it does make sense, Schefter's point at least, because the Texans just hired D'Amico Ryans, defensive head coach. He probably wants to establish that side of the ball first, and he's got Case Keenum and Davis Mills. You could probably win a few games with one of those and still pick in the top five next year where maybe you get your quarterback of the future, Caleb Williams, potentially. So it's if Arizona doesn't trade that three pick, I think that two quarterbacks make it to the Titans at 11, and the Titans are just in the perfect spot. I'll say this. I I will pr- make a prediction, okay? And keep in mind that when I say that, I am terrible with predictions. I thought... Patrick Mahomes was going to be a massive bust for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know I'm not alone in thinking that. And I also thought uh, when watching an episode of The Hills in 2007 on MTV, Monday night, uh, the 9.30 time slot, it was uh, that Lady Gaga made an appearance. And I said, I hate when MTV tries to push these artists onto their television shows because... They very rarely make it. And someone with the name of Lady Gaga is never going to amount to anything. So keep in mind, my predictions very rarely go the way that I predict. <laughs> Lady okay, Gaga that, may be worse than Mahomes. I think that's a bigger miss than Mahomes. With that being said, like I should use my powers for good. I should say there's a, there's no chance the Titans win the Super Bowl next year. There's not. They're, they're, I predict that they won't win a Super Bowl in the next five years, let alone multiple. Okay. Um, but I'm going to say that I don't think the Titans are going quarterback. I know there's a lot of quarterback hungry Titans fans out in the world. Okay. I know this because I see them LARPing on the internet every, every day I log in. Okay. Nice. (laughs) And so I, I, I have a feeling the Titans are not going to go quarterback. I think we all think that they are very quarterback hungry because of where they stand right now with Ryan Tannehill. But I think they are in more of a, 
win now mode than prepare for the future mode. I think that it is kind of one of those we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And so far, Rand Carthon has done everything right since assuming his position, since getting his nameplate on his office door. He's done everything right. And that's with, you know, little signings. That's with big signings, big Jeff signings, I should say. That is with just everything that he's done. And so I think he has a plan going in. And I think that that plan is going to bolster the needs that they have. And namely, wide receiver position players, uh, you know, like someone, an offensive weapon is what what I'll say more than just a wide receiver and offensive linemen. And I think those are going to be the two focuses. And I don't think there's all this talk about them trading up. You know, obviously they're exploring the options as he should be doing. That should be his job. Honestly, I'm surprised that Adam Schefter hasn't been tipped off that more than six teams haven't inquired about trading up. But I think the Titans are doing everything right. And I think they're not going to. I, like one trade up for a quarterback or two, even take a quarterback. If a quarterback is available at 11, I might be crazy in saying that, but that is my prediction. And we'll find out if uh, that prediction is as bad as lady Gaga. Well, yeah, it, hopefully it's not <laughs> that bad, but um, you know, it's, it's good to have options in this thing. Sure. Everybody's got a guy they like, but in reality, you know, there's 32 teams, there, 31, I guess, this year that pick in the first round with the Dolphins losing their pick for tampering with Sean Payton. There's really only like 20 players that these teams give a first round grade to. So after a certain point, you know, there's a drop off in talent. And that, that's that should go without saying just, you know, in, in, in any draft, it, it's that way. Uh, in, in, in the NBA, it's the lottery. In the NHL, it's like pretty much outside of the top 10. Um, but in the NFL, it's more like closer to 20. So if the Titans do have all those options, sure, they could trade back and they could still end up with a great player because when you have four, like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and Broderick Jones, who all make sense for your team, you could afford to slip back a little bit, maybe pick up a second-round pick, maybe pick up a third-round pick. I, I think that that's the best-case scenario. Again, I'll believe that the Texans aren't drafting a quarterback when I see it. Because if you're Houston and Nick Casario, the GM, he blows this and gives gives the Colts the pick of the litter at two. Yeah, I mean you're you're killing yourself. And Trevor Lawrence is already in the division. The Titans may move up at three right behind you if you blow it. You know, I I, I, mean, I don't think that so, I, that would I, kill I them. The Texans have had a really good offseason. I I will give them credit. I I don't think that they're going to pass up on a quarterback, but. At the same time, I also wouldn't be surprised if they did. And that's not to say, oh, that because it's the Texans and we laugh at the Texans on a regular segment on this podcast. No, it's because I think that they have so many holes they need to fill, a la the Titans, that they there is just they need depth at a lot of different areas. So if they went literally anywhere with that position, other than maybe punter or kicker, I'd be like, Yeah, that makes sense. And I would not be as shocked. However, I do think if you have a draft pick that high, go quarterback. Do it. Yeah, it worked I, for the Titans with Mariota a couple of years ago. Mariota got them the Titans out of a dark hole, out of where they were for a long time. There's people and, screaming at you right now that are listening. I, look, if you can't recognize the fact that Marcus Mariota was the bridge 
to get you out of what was a very dark, dark he spot. He started of, the culture change again. You know, I don't he really think he did. reached his potential. I don't know if you can no. look at that pick as a win at the end of the day. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I think you look at it a, a, as a win for where they were at. I think he got you to where you needed to go. And it was like kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, it's like in a movie where like an old traveler, you pick him up on the side of the road and you're going, where are you going, old wise traveler? And he's like, the path of the uncertain is unknown. But to, through the dust, we will find it all. Uh, is that like a Yoda and you're like, quote? Yeah, you're like, I don't know what you're saying, old man, but that doesn't make sense at all. And then you you you, you travel on your way, and he's still sitting next to you, old, old and crotchety, and um, and then and then you know you're getting close. You're like, okay, so which town am I dropping you off at? And he's like, under the overpass of the mighty sky, you'll find the truth and answers. And you're like, again, I don't know what that means. So I'm just going to drop you off coming up here at this gas station, if that's cool. It, and sounds, like an assassin's, it sounds like an Assassin's Creed campaign mission. Everything well, that you just said. And then, you're, and then you're sitting there and you're like, you realize when you drop him off, you're like, wow, I, I learned so much in that time span. And yeah, like, like it only got me to this gas station. But this is where I needed to go to get me back on the right track to for where I was ultimately wanting to go. Does that make sense at all? Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he he put the train back on the tracks. Now, he didn't, you know, drive it to the destination that most people wanted him to. But you got to get the train back on the tracks before you can drive it anywhere. And Mariota did that. He, he was Tannehill like, he, he got the train. He was, there. he was what the Titans needed. In that moment of time. They needed him longer. They needed him better. And Derrick well, Henry yeah. deserves a lot of okay. credit as well. And so does the you defense. Could, Kevin Byard, Jarrell Casey, all those guys, Arakpo. You could say you that know. about like 90% of the, the players that were on that, that Titans team. He won a playoff time. game against the Chiefs. You needed them to be better. Yeah, you did need them to be. Like, you need them all to be better. But like, from where? From the darkest depths. There's a 3-13 and 13 franchise. And when he got done with them, they were 8-8. and you know what eight and seven or eight and eight hey, they there's there were 16 games at the time that Mariota was playing i i don't remember the exact record in the year that they beat the chiefs in arrowhead but it, it was a monumental victory that that started the good to great you know? that was that, right that was look if you cannot appreciate marcus Mariota for what he was when he was it then, then honestly, I, there's no hope for you. As I think you can, but also you be, will never be able to see. I think you can, and we're not going to get into a Mariota debate because Caroline Fitton's about to join us. But you can also be disappointed with the overall outcome of the Mariota tenure. I look. I'm. I. I think he could have been more. I also think he got. He got. You know. It's that bad of... taste in your mouth that he left when sitting out that in and in, that win and end game against Indy. And Andrew Luck probably would have beat the Titans anyways because he always well, beat the Titans. Yeah. But. I mean, he had five five different offensive coordinators in five years. He, you know, he was this, he was it, dealt a tough hand of cards. There's no it doubt was about it. He was de definitely dealt a bad, bad hand of cards. But you know, but but I do I will never not appreciate Marcus Mariota for all he did for the franchise. You know, that's that's fine. I I I also appreciate what he did. I do, but like he he gave us that first taste of winning after almost a decade long of not being able to taste that. And it tasted so sweet. Relevancy. It was like, it's all about yes, being relevant. yeah, relevancy. Yes. Yes. Brought a lot of relevancy. Now, speaking of relevancy, 
This isn't even a good segue. But let's get a word from our friends at BetMGM. That's right. BetMGM, it is your go-to place for all things sports betting. Enjoy your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up with code A to Z sports and you'll receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs in full swing. They've got a ton of draft props up at BetMGM currently as well. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. So excited to bring back on uh, one of our favorite guests. And you can tell that just in the frequency and the amount of times that we bring her on because uh, she's a badass. She knows her stuff and she's very good at projecting her stuff, which is it's one thing to know your stuff. But it's, it's another thing to like be able to talk well and, and do that, which we Jack and I definitely can't, which is why we're secluded to this podcast. But Caroline does it very well every weekday with Caroline, Willie, and D Mace from 11 to 2 on 1025 the game. And um, she is an LSU Tiger, which I do want to uh, tap into that in a little bit. But uh, I guess, Caroline, in, in bringing you on, I will assure you that we will ask you for your sports takes and not just bring you on to discuss the hotness of athletes uh, around other leagues. No sports takes. <laughs> um, hotness of athletes and sports takes. Those two are true, truly things that I uh, I pride myself in being very good at. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, if you say something eloquently enough, you can really say anything and people are going to believe you. So that's really what I've made a, a career out of. So I appreciate that you acknowledge no. that I can say things eloquently because I could just come up here and spew absolute BS and you would believe it. So. Oh, I mean, we do it once Career a week. Career as a uh, politician, perhaps. We do yes. it once a week, we uh, at more. least once uh, once a week, every week on this podcast. Uh, remember, remember, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Thank you to all who do. Um uh, four and a half stars for us, 0.5 stars for Buck. But Caroline, um, it is draft season right now. We are in the midst of it. We have eight days left. And the only reason I know that is because that means we only have eight days left. I am counting down the days for mock draft season to be over, to just be done and gone and out of my life until, you know, probably next December when people hit you with the a way too early mock draft for the 2024 mock draft or the NFL draft. The way too earlys are my absolute favorite because <laughs> I remember last year, Kayshawn Booty was mocked like the way too early mock draft mm. as a top five pick. Of course, you know, LSU wide receiver had a horrendous season, um, supposedly had an orgy at the end of the season and the draft stock has plummeted. So you never I mean, really know what can happen in a year. 
If your name's Booty, though, you can't you can't really hold that against him. <laughs> you can't not. I mean, I'm not blaming the kid in the slightest. <laughs> but it's like, like whenever I hear people say, well, the Titans should pass on the quarterbacks this year and take Drake May next year. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with Drake May in the next year. He could have an amazing season, be, you know, unanimous number one pick overall, or he could have a bad season. You could have an orgy. You never know what's <laughs> going to happen in the next year. But I... I honestly love draft season. I'm ready for it to be over with because now we're getting to the point in draft season where there are all these rumors coming out that are just not believable in the slightest. Like Houston mm-hmm. floating out there that they might not take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You are you, well, you can't believe anyone. You can't believe anyone at this time. It's like I don't know if you've sure. ever played the game uh Mafia. You know, you usually like play it at like <laughs> summer camps where yes. You know, you're like, all right, everyone, everyone close your eyes. All right, Mafia, wake up. Who would you like to kill, Mafia? And then, like, and then everyone, you know, the inspector, who do you want to inspect? Doctor, who do you want to save? Then everyone wakes up. And then that's when the, that's the NFL draft or like the pre-NFL draft season where people are just talking. They just start talking. And then you're like, I think, I think Jack killed someone last. I think Jack's in the mafia and Jack's like, I'm not in the mafia. How do we know you're not in the mafia? And it's just talking and you can't trust or believe anyone. That is what we're living right now in the NFL draft, but people buy into it. And we, as like fans, we're like watching this game of mafia amongst the NFL teams. And we're like riveted. We're like, well, the Texans said they won't get to take a quarterback. So I guess they're not taking a quarterback when they probably are. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's every year and it's, you know, this person is, or this team is taking this person. It's, you know, hands down, absolutely positively going to happen. And then you have an AJ Brown being traded on draft day kind of trade or kind of move. And it's like, well, there goes everything that we thought, everything that we've been talking about for the last four months. Colin Cowherd has always said this, like, you know, there's a reason why leaks are leaked. Like there's, there's, there's a strategy behind it. It's all calculated. Right. So if information gets out on a team like the Texans, oh, maybe they're not going to draft a quarterback. Well, I mean, that's out there for a reason, whether it's to dry it up or to drive up the price for a, a potential trade. Uh, you know, who who knows what it could be? But it, it's very hard to follow because these things and new information gets leaked. And what I'll do information in air quotes gets leaked literally every single day for like the, the last three weeks leading up to the draft. It's chaos right now. But Caroline. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you guys over at the game have been talking about. What what's what's your theory what with what the Titans do? What do they stay at 11? Are they going to trade up? And what position would you prefer them target? I have no idea. Like yeah. I I, <laughs> I love that I love that the, answer. That's the right no, answer. I love that answer. I, I wish I could like, give you more. No, I that's I, fair. I, I, res- I respect that answer so much, Caroline, <laughs> because there are so many times when especially us in the media, especially us in like local, like centralized media. Right. We, we try and put on like our expert hats and we try and be like, well, you know, this is what I think the Titans should do. And this is what I think they will do. And you, your that answer though was perfect. It is. <laughs> I don't know. I None of no us idea. know. And I'm not even going to be like, begin to BS you. I, I truly have no idea. And I think it's for a million different reasons. I think the biggest one being Rand Carthon, first time GM, we have no track record of his draft tendencies. Is he a go for it guy? Is he a safe guy? 
who's really making all the shots behind the scenes, Mike Vrabel, Rand Carthon, collaboration, whatever that means. <laughs> and, you know, I, like I hear a lot of people saying, well, this is what the Titans should do. The Titans should stay at 11, take Paris Johnson, take Peter Skaronsky, build up the offensive line in the second round, take a wide receiver, maybe a Jalen Hyatt or a Cedric Tillman or whoever oh. it might be in the second round. People are saying that's the responsible thing to do. Okay, that's fine. But then who's your quarterback next year? So I could argue maybe the responsible thing to do is to trade up to number three and grab an Anthony Richardson. And then he's your Patrick Mahomes of the future. I don't know. I think it's totally subjective. And I'm, I will say this though, my own personal draft philosophy, what the Titans are going to do. I have no freaking clue. My own personal philosophy don't draft for need because I think that's when you end up with Corey Davis and then you leave Patrick Mahomes on the board, take the best player available. And if you love that player, you go for it, especially if it's a quarterback. If you're at 11, you don't have a trade back partner and Paris Johnson is the best player on your board, take Paris Johnson. If there's you know, a Jalen Carter, not necessarily a position of need, but a really good player and he's the best player at 11, you take him. Because I, mean, I think that a lot of times the Titans and really NFL teams as a whole, they put themselves into trouble by drafting for need. Like the, the Lions in 2020, they drafted Jeff Okuda number three overall. They left oh. Justin Herbert on the board. They just traded Jeff Okuda for a fifth round pick. So don't, you know, I don't want to get so caught up in the needs, but more so let's just build talent with this team. I really want a quarterback though. Yeah. I want a quarterback. Oh, no. Oh, I no. want a quarterback so bad. And I don't know if it's the radio host and me just wanting content to get us through the off season or yeah, if that's yeah. well, just, you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's probably a good bit of it. And part of me also thinks, okay, if you address all of your other needs going into this year, then the lingering question is who's going to be your quarterback. Are you getting going to get into, you know, three more years of Ryan Tannehill? And I don't want it... that. But in a way, that kind of gives you content. That kind of gives you more content extended through the season and into next year of, you know, hey, yeah. they didn't get a quarterback in the draft. Like, what's the plan for next year? And although, but then if you do get a quarterback, then it's like, then the content of like, should Bryce Young start this week over Ryan Tannehill? Then it's like, mm. oh, you know, yeah. then you get that well, juicy stuff. That's the juice. We don't, yeah. we don't the have that conversation. That. <laughs> We can't have that conversation with Malik Willis after what he showed us last season, unfortunately. No, no, but cannot. you you mentioned you know best player on the board is the way to go. Uh, you know over the over the last few years there have been these positions that are more easy to evaluate. At least the hit rate mm -hmm. seems to be higher on them in the first round, like receiver, pass rusher. You know that that edge guy, and even in interior defensive linemen, these dudes that just look ready. They're built for the NFL game. And there's a couple mm -hmm. of guys in the draft like that. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, and, you know, you can even look at the offensive lineman, but I think Titans fans know better than anybody that just because he looks the part doesn't mean he always is going to play the part. Um, Isaiah Wilson, yeah, you know, I mean, for as good of a, a, a donut guy on Charlotte, um, he wasn't much of a pass protector. But so you, you well, go into Isaiah Wilson does look like a guy who loves donuts. Though. Well, yes, so. but, but you know, in a car, this is a little bit different of a donut. Oh. Justice but, for offensive lineman bodies. Yes. Okay. That's fair. But when, when, you, when you're looking at the quarterback position, you, you want me to go quarterback. There's probably going to be two guys that they're going to have to decide between because Young and Shroud likely won't make it. I mean, there, there's doubts that they could even make it to three, one of them. So you're left with. Richardson and Levis. Now, Hinton Hooker's the wild card here. Nobody knows where Hinton Hooker's going to go with the ACL, the age. I mean, he put a lot on tape at Tennessee. There's a lot to like. Mm -hmm. But if you had to pick between 
Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, both totally different dudes. Richardson with 13 starts in college. Will Levis with all kinds of experience, turning 24. Which one are you rolling with? Between Richardson and Levis. And to, to your point about, you know, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud not getting to three, I fully subscribe to that. Adam Schefter, don't like the report about the Texans don't like CJ Stroud or CJ Stroud might fall to four. Don't buy it. That's more of the the draft okay. cabin, the draft ga- gossip. So right. I think well, they're going to head on a swivel, people. Head Stay, on a swivel. Keep those. Keep that third eye open. Keep your BS detector on level yeah. ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if my options are Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, I'm going to take Anthony Richardson because I look at the floor and the ceiling of both. Anthony Richardson has a really low floor, but also has an incredibly high ceiling. And I know you can't draft potential, but with Anthony Richardson being 20 years old, I think that there's so much room to work with there. And then the question is, do do you believe in the Titans' ability to develop a quarterback? The Titans have to believe in their their ability to develop a quarterback, because if they don't, they probably have a lot more issues on their hands. But do we believe in their ability to develop a quarterback? Do we believe in their ability to turn Anthony Richardson into the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, the guys that he's getting compared to? I think with Will Levis, he was a turnover machine his last year at Kentucky. And you can say he did not have receivers. He had a different offensive coordinator. He had a horrible offensive line. Whatever the reason was, he turned the ball over a lot at Kentucky. I know he's tough. I know he's a good leader. I hear all this stuff, but I can't do a quarterback that turns the ball over at the rate that Will Levis was his last year at Kentucky. So I like the mystery and the upside of Anthony Richardson. My, and look, and I get that. And I, I think it's all fine and dandy, but my, my only rebuttal to that would be how often do we see, and not just the Titans, but it, I mean, you could say, especially the Titans, but really any NFL franchise do that, develop quarterbacks, develop someone who's like maybe iffy. Uh, and sure. Like, I think you could, I, I think maybe like the chiefs would be a, a, a prime, like your best example, but that's right. also, I think the exception to the rule, because, you know, you, you, you sh- get struck by lightning with Patrick Mahomes and you, and he fits into a system that just plays to his strengths better than any other NFL system. If Patrick right. Mahomes goes to the Raiders. He's not Patrick Mahomes. If he goes to, I I'd say arguably 31 other teams, he's not Patrick Mahomes just based off of, you know, it was the perfect system, the perfect guy for the perfect system. Totally. I, I think they did a great job of developing who a guy who was kind of mediocre in college didn't really show a lot it in the big 12 and then goes out and just becomes one of the best quarterbacks in football. I, I I'm curious, like I don't know of like many NFL franchises that take the kind of middle of the road, the Anthony Richardson's right. for example, and turn them into gold. It's a very fair point. I think we can, you can make the argument, Josh Allen, um, coming into Buffalo pretty raw, needed yeah. some refining. The difference was Josh Allen was learning on the job, whereas Patrick Mahomes could sit behind Alex Smith for that first year and he could do all of the work behind the scenes. And then once he was ready, he was Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, his first couple of years in Buffalo, he wasn't very great. You know, he Yeah, right. We didn't know what to make of him. Yeah. We didn't know what to make of him. And then he turned into... Josh Allen. Uh, And I think we also see a lot more NFL teams ruin good to great quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield 
if Baker never went to Cleveland, I would argue that he'd probably be a pretty solid starting quarterback in the league, but he was just recycled. It was a revolving door at offensive coordinator, revolving door at head coach. The whole franchise as a whole was just kind of a dumpster fire. Trevor Lawrence, like if, if nothing ever happened with urban Meyer, if he stayed in Jacksonville, I think urban Meyer probably would have ruined Trevor Lawrence. And then Doug Peterson comes in and resurrects his career. And Trevor Lawrence is looking really promising. So it's, it's a very fair critique of the idea of developing a quarterback. I just don't think the league does a very good job of developing quarterbacks. Right. It's something that the Titans would have to commit themselves to of Ryan Tannehill's your quarterback this year, and you're not seeing a single second of Anthony Richardson. That's what was the Titans' problem last year with Malik Willis. Malik Willis had zero business seeing the field last year, and that was John Robinson's problem. Would Malik Willis have blossomed into Patrick Mahomes had he not played last year? Probably not. But still, I think we all would be wondering, well, what's what's the deal with Malik Willis if we hadn't seen him kind of crash and burn last year? So I I look at it like if you believe that you can work with what he's got and you think that he can be Patrick Mahomes and that he can be Josh Allen and he can be that piece that gets you to beating those guys, you have to take up. All right. So let me ask this. What do you think the Titans should do at the quarterback position? Like, obviously, I know you want them to you want them to draft someone. But is that the do you think that's the long term answer is? get one of these top rookies and groom him to be the heir apparent to when the Ryan Tannehill contract runs out. That I think would be kind of the framework for it. And if you don't think any of these guys, whether it's Stroud, Richardson, Hooker, Levis, Richardson, whoever it might be, if you don't think that he will be the heir apparent, you don't take him. And you don't take, whether it's trading up to three, whether it's staying at 11, whether it's trading back to 25, if you take Hennon Hooker, you don't take a guy in the first round if you don't think that he is going to be the heir apparent. And nobody knows for sure, but that's why they make millions of dollars is to, to do those evaluations and to make those big decisions to say, no, Anthony Richardson is going to be our solution once Ryan Tannehill you know, leaves the Tennessee Titans. I think that would be the path. I don't, and I don't know. I don't know how they feel about it. I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't count out maybe drafting a quarterback in the fifth round, uh, you know, Doral Thompson Robinson from uh, UCLA, just a guy, if he's the best one on your board and you bring another quarterback in, compete with Malik Willis, maybe. But if you take a guy in the first round, that is your heir apparent. That is going to be your quarterback of the future. And if he's not, yeah, you, know, you made a good point. And Austin's question about, you know, the, the fit, it's got to be the right fit and land, mm-hmm. you know, the landing spot for these guys it's it, it's really the only factor. I mean, if you don't have any weapons and you're a young quarterback in the NFL trying to make it on your own without much help around you, it's going to look ugly. I mean, Justin mm-hmm. Fields, I think everybody sees the talent that he has. He had nothing to work with last year and got hung out to dry. How would you, you know, I'll do another little draft draft gimmick here, and um, we'll put a we'll put you to uh, we'll, we'll get you to put your teaching hat on. We'll use the Ooh, letter grades. Scale. Letter, yes, letter grades. grades. Let's go. How would yes! you how would you grade the Titans as a landing spot for a potential quarterback? Like with with offensive coordinator, head coach, you know, all the weapons he has around him, the protection. Give us a letter grade for the Titans as a landing spot for a quarterback this season. Right now? Yes, as it as it's currently built. D. Oh, <laughs> not good. Oh man. That's a fail. Uh-oh. 
Time for some tutoring, Titans. So they they need to sit down and study, get their books out. But I don't know how I can give them a better grade. One, because I have no idea what kind of offensive coordinator Tim Kelly can be. I don't know how well. Um, my, my goodness. Why am I, his name escaping me? Quarterback coach. Um, Charles London. I don't know how well Charles London can develop a developing quarterback how well he can work with Ryan Tannehill. I have no idea. Is Andre Dillard going to be your left tackle of the future? I have no idea. I have no reason to feel incredibly confident about it because he's never been a consistent starting left tackle in the league. So the offensive line, kind of a question mark. Who are you throwing to? You got Traylon Burks, who is on and off the field in his first season. Nick Westbrook-Akine. You've got Racy McMath. I don't like the tone you used when you said Nick Westbrook Akine. We've got to put some respect on the He's name. a wide receiver three at best. Okay. Have you ever I'll heard of Randy that. Moss? He also almost hit me with, <laughs> with his car one time. So I that's I've got a personal vendetta against Nick Westbrook Akine. Wait, hang on, hang on, ways. hang on, hang on. Yes. NWI almost hit you with his car. Yes, he did. So he lives across the street from me, which I found out when he almost hit me with his car. Mm-hmm. Oh snap. So more like I'm, more like DWI, am I right? Oh, not him. Somebody else. Oh, um, <laughs> but so I'm I'm on a run like through my neighborhood, and I'm passing where NWI lives, and he just like slams on the gas out of his garage, and so I'm either have to sprint or back up really quick, or else I am roadkill. So I like backed up really quick. And I looked, of course, you know, whenever somebody hits you and you look at them with like a really mean stink face. Yeah. He had the Titans parking pass in the front of his car. And I was like, oh, that, no. that is Nick Westbrook Akine. Well, oh people say gosh. that he's fast out of his brakes, Caroline. Yeah, he's, he's got great burst. great burst. Great burst. I saw that on full display. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All gas. No breaks. <laughs> NWI actually got married over the weekend. So uh shout out to NWI yeah. for getting married. Hey, hey, Godspeed to his wife. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Yikes. Be careful in that driveway. Look both ways is what I will say. Oh but my gosh. No hard feelings or anything. I'm over it, clearly. Yeah. Uh, no. you, you, yeah, you definitely come across that way. Yeah. But anyways, overall, it's just oh, from... From what I do know, it's not great. From what I don't know, it's a question mark. So I can't give it better than a D, honestly. Yeah. Okay. No, that's it, fair. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to really compliment it. I, you know, it's Derrick Henry, and you're hoping that Brunskill works out. You know, you're you're hoping that Dillard works. It's so many question marks. And Traylon Burks, sure, you know, in college, he looked like the guy. But it was a rocky road last season. You know, he yeah. made some big plays, but injuries came into play. It, it's it's really a lot to figure out in year two. The good thing is if you do your homework early and you draft a quarterback this time around, I mean, who knows? The Titans could mess around. It's a Mike Rabel coach team. They could mess around and win nine games again next season. And then you are you don't have the 11th overall pick. you got to wait a little longer to find a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it's, a, it's a tough spot to be in. But, you know, it, it feels like it's got to be done this year. Now in the first round, does it need to happen? That's a different question. You mentioned Hinden Hooker could fall to the second round. There's guys like DTR, and everybody wants to find, you know, and I know that Dak Prescott doesn't have, you know, isn't getting these five-star reviews anymore as a quarterback, but they found him in the third round, and he's worked out. He's been a Pro Bowl quarterback in Dallas. So there's different ways you can address the position without kind of mortgaging your future and trading up to go get a guy 
or you know even waiting till 11 and, and finding a guy there or I think- uh, Hear me out. Hear me out. Just real quick. I I mean, like, we're all talking, oh, do we go Hendon Hooker? Do we go Will Levis? Do we go Anthony Richardson? What if we just don't go draft at all? Jack, you just said it. There's many ways to address this need at quarterback. What Uh-oh. about the XFL, you guys? There's a, there's a player on the Houston Roughnecks right now by the name of Cole McDonald. Okay? <laughs> Flying Hawaiian once worked out well for this franchise in the past. What do we why what do we say we run it back? And yeah, sure, you might be like, didn't the Titans already draft him and did he not make it out of training camp as a seventh rounder just three years ago? Yeah, maybe. But look, second time's the charm is what they say in football. Is it is it not? You know, sometimes like you more... gotta go back to really move forward. Matthew Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. You know Jack what NFL stands for? You get multiple shots and cracks at it. They yes. say not for long. I don't subscribe. To no. That. Yeah. I don't either. I don't either. And you know what XFL stands for? The extreme Extra football opportunity. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you can, if you can find a landing spot in the XFL, you bet your ass he can, he, he'll, he can fit in the NFL for I sure. I went to so. an XFL game this past weekend. Yeah. Wait, battle which, Hawks? Uh, wait the battle Hawks. The car is the law. The car is the law. The car is the law. It was so much fun. I yeah, had the fun. best time. The probably the most disgusting quarterback play I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, because AJ McCarron and AJ McCarron. Um AJ McCarron had two passes more than 20 yards each intercepted. Um but it was just so fun. It was what, so wait, fun. was this this last weekend's game or was this a couple On weekends ago? Sunday. This past Sunday. Sunday. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Oh, I missed this past Sunday's it's game because AJ McCarron missed 2 weeks ago. And he was out for the game, and that was another bad quarterback game. That was eesh. too too I mean, bad the uh, Las Vegas Vipers weren't in town. You got to watch uh, Titans legend Sam Sloman kicking for those guys. It's true. Uh, that is a bummer. Yeah, I don't even know why I went. Yeah, if I wasn't going to be able to see <laughs> Sam Sloman, what's Vipers what's tickets the point? are Vikings tickets or Vipers tickets are uh, they're climbing in price. It's, it's it's like Preds playoffs tickets now that Sam Sloman's on the squad. Yeah. As are uh, Battlehawks tickets. Pricey, pricey Lord. But I'm sure the price went up because Philip Lindsay was in town. Oh, uh, yeah. So, That's what it is. You know, that's what they say. When Philip Lindsay comes to town, you got to know that the tickets just go through the roof. Caroline, I got to ask you just a couple of things on your and- way out the door. Um, true or false? Does Jared Stillman get his scoops from Baskin Robbins? You, you um, worked with the man uh, yes. like directly. I think you would know more than most. Is it true? It is not true. I think that okay. was a little bit of lying on Jim Wyatt's part. <laughs> Jim. Um, yeah, no, not not the Baskin Robbins guy. But hey, I mean, I don't think he's anti Baskin Robbins. Ben and Jerry's, Jenny's, Jenny's is a great spot. Jenny's is delish. If you want overpriced scoops, yeah, Jenny's is the way to go for sure. Yeah, exactly. Brambleberry, I'm telling you. Delish. Tell me so about good. that Brambleberry Chris. <laughs> you guys, you Chris guys in your cake cone. Oh, you guys baby. in your your twelve South East National ice cream parlors. Come on, you, you gotta. They're everywhere. The rolled pops. ice cream. Yeah, I have that oh. one by me. Yeah. Ooh, the rolled the rolled ice cream can be good sometimes. Uh, Caroline, have you ever been LARPing? Um, I don't believe so. Okay. What Wait, exactly you... is a LARP? Oh, LARP. Oh, 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 you don't know. L- I don't, I don't think so. Live action role playing. So oh, 
you ever see the people in the park with uh, dressed as uh, the Knights of the Round Table? And uh, does it is it required that it has to be like a very medieval kind of vibe? Because every hmm. LARPing that I have seen, now that I know a new term, it's always Dungeons and Dragons vibes. Yeah, it very much so. Very yeah. much so. Medieval Dungeons, Dragons. Yeah, it's straight out of the Renaissance Fair for sure. I won't yuck anyone's yum, but it is not something that I have done before. Okay. <laughs> All right. I apologize for yucking y'all's yum on the Jenny's ice cream bit. And lastly, Caroline, the LSU women's basketball team, national champions, first yes, of all, as an, LSU, as an LSU Tiger alum, congratulations yeah, to you worked, and yours. I worked really hard all season long. Thank Look, you. I, I know, I know. I, I You dropped, you had a double-double in the uh, in the national championship game, right? Triple-double, but thank you. Triple-double. Yeah, do your apologies. homework. Do your homework. Right, yeah. But, yeah, Sorry, that's why we're podcasters. Jeez. No joke. <laughs> and um, so with that being said, you're probably, I, I imagine you're fond of Kim, uh, Kim Mulkey. Love and Kim. The he, wonderful job she has mind. done. And the wonderful jackets that she has worn. Uh-oh. And the wonderful jackets that she has worn. And the yes. wonderful jacket, one of the wonderful jackets that I currently have in my kitchen right now. Uh, Caroline, I don't know if you're if you've been made aware of this, but I um I have one of Kim Mulkey's jackets, the pink feather ostrich uh new burn jacket. jacket. The new burn jacket, yes. Yes. I've the been following burn- this along very closely on Twitter, and I'm Jealous and starstruck that you're in the presence of that jacket, the iconic jacket. Okay, all right, good. I'm good. Well, I'm this. I'm so glad that you're on this week because this Saturday I'm wearing it to the Cubs game, and I just need any any tidbits, any intel. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Martha from New Bern is actually flying in for the game. No way. She is going to be attending the game, so I will I will be meeting her and I will be uh, chatting it up with oh, her and um my goodness. uh her name's slipping my mind the assistant coach who also wore the Newburn outfit the the same game that Kim Mulkey wore the the ostrich jacket um I'll get her name but she's also going to be in town and I am going to be rocking this jacket out at Wrigley amazing. You ha- do you have, as an LSU Tiger alum, mm-hmm. do you have any advice for me? You got to own it. <laughs> oh, that's the first rule of fashion. You have to own it. And I think that we all as LSU fans love Kim Mulkey, obviously one, because she wins. That's, you know, box one A that you have to check. Naturally. And she just, she personifies kind of the vibe of Louisianans and it's bold bright it's colorful it's not everyone's taste but if you're not with us you're against us and i feel like that was kim mulkey's wardrobe this whole year oh yeah she looks like a personified mardi gras float she is she is walking mardi gras so you (laughs) that was what i would say is rule number one own it rule number two if you can't own it get hammered and rule number two, if you still can own it, then get hammered. So I think okay. that's the best I, well, you, that Again, is is a is a way for LSU fans. I feel like LSU fans live. Either own 100%. it and if you can't, then just drink through it. And <laughs> if you yeah. can own it, then you should celebrate the fact that you're owning it by getting hammered. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, just get absolutely trashed. Win or lose booze. Okay. That's, that's right. the motto. That's on my diploma from LSU, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm so glad we had you on that. I think they gave case. similar ones out at uh, Ole Miss as well. You, what you got to do, Austin, exactly. is you, if, if you're going full mulkey, you got to get on that home plate on. 
You got to get on it. You, you maybe got to walk oh, yeah. onto the field a little bit, maybe a little too yeah. close to the action. Right. Definitely bump the ump to the point where, like, I don't get teed up, but like, but it knows you're there. to like, make your presence known. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Good man. I'm so glad we had Caroline <laughs> Fenton on this week, guys. If you're not doing so already, you need to follow Caroline at Caroline Fenton one on Twitter. Well worth the follow. Obviously, I mean, I think she just pretty much. Just if if you didn't know Caroline Fenton going into this interview, first of all, welcome to the Tighten Up podcast because we have her on all the damn time. But second, uh, you are clearly got your mind blown by uh, by a woman who knows her. I'm just going to cuss. I'm going to cuss. All right. Cussing warning. She knows her shit. OK, there. All right. That is I'm, there. I'm he say. said it. I said it. All right. If so, look, suck but, it, haters. Mom, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. But Caroline Fenton just that she knows her shit. Okay, so uh, at Caroline Fenton one on Twitter, give her a follow, give her a listen. Caroline Willie and D Mace, eleven to two every weekday afternoon, and she will give you the incredible analysis of. I don't know what the Titans are doing at 11. Okay. So don't even ask me. <laughs> yeah. That is my expert analysis. I went to school for that. I have <laughs> no freaking clue. <laughs> oh yes. Win or lose booze. Caroline. Thank you so much. Awesome. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Oh man, Caroline Fenton, isn't she just the absolute best? And this is definitely the second half of the show that we did not record before Caroline Fenton's interview. So we can talk at depth about how great she was and uh, how just much knowledge and just brilliance that she brings to not just the sports media landscape, but the to talk Titans as well. Yeah, Caroline Fenton's the GOAT. Um you know, she, she is a, for being, a, she's not really new to Nashville radio anymore because she keeps climbing up over there at, at 1025. She, she crushes everything. She's got a vast knowledge, not just football. She's good. She's good in hockey. She, I think she's got an MLB network background too. Um, but yeah, she absolutely crushes everything that she said was correct. And um, we are all smarter, smarter word. We are all more smarter. S- we are all smarter for having listened to her. Wow. Yeah. We sound a lot smarter after listening to her, don't we? Having yeah. to ask what the proper You know, usage. we should ask her. We should ask her if she's ever LARPed before. <laughs> well, you know, we definitely are. Yeah, we definitely are not recording this after or before the interview. So we definitely can't. Yeah, I wish we could go back and retroactively ask her. Maybe Maybe we'll somehow put it in the podcast, put it in the interview. Yeah, maybe we'll question. call her back and then and then seamlessly edit it into the interview that just aired. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. Okay, maybe we'll do that. All right, uh, Jack, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, been a great week. Remember, follow the Titan Up Pod on Twitter. Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. You can follow me on Twitter at Austin Huff. Uh, a lot of crazy things going down this weekend with that stupid ass jacket, and um, it's not yes. a stupid ass jacket. It's 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 a great jacket, but uh, the entire thing is just so stupid. This um, is the week to be following Austin Huff and <laughs> I am telling you guys before he goes viral, make sure you're following him so you get to see it before everyone else. It is absolutely absolutely ridiculous. Um, but uh, Jack, you got anything for the road? One thing for the road, um, Doug. 
Doug Kayad. Uh, he is part of the A to Z sports family. He is my direct boss. He is a pros pro and an even nicer guy. He's having some trouble right now. His uh, two-year-old daughter, Hallie, was just diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia last week. Oh, my week. gosh. And obviously, you know, that that's something that's very serious. He needs any and all help. Go check out his Twitter. I've retweeted it on mine, at Jack A. Gentry. Go look at Doug's Twitter, Doug Kyed, K-Y-E-D. There's a, uh, a GoFundMe for anyone who's willing to chip in a couple dollars and or just, you know, even thoughts and prayers can help. Um, but definitely, if you can, check out that GoFundMe. And, you know, anything helps for Doug. He's a great guy, and this is a really tough situation. He's got the cutest kid in the world. So um, just want to just, just want to promote that and make sure that um, everybody knows where to go if they, you know, feel like, you know, reaching out to him, offering some support or, you know, donating him, uh, donating to the GoFundMe and supporting him that way. But just wanted to shout out Doug and his daughter and that, that situation that his family's found themselves in. And um, just best wishes for, for those guys moving forward. Tuppers, we have asked a lot of you guys over the, you know, just the three years of this podcast being in existence and you guys have answered the call now granted most of the times when we've asked you for things it's been for you know phone numbers of uh you know former former nfl titans wide receivers it's been for uh it's been for trying to get jared stillman's dad's takes on things it's been for really stupid stuff but you guys have answered the call you answer the call every week with so titles this is the really asked you for your help in 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 a in a much deeper meaning and, and a more serious matter so yeah it's definitely it's you know anyone who's part of the a to z sports family is part of our tupper family so please feel free um hit up that link uh, that uh, jack retweeted on his twitter account at jack a gentry and um help out in any way you can even the smallest of donations can go a long way. So thank you guys so much for all the support that you've shown us, but then also you turn around and show to those within our Tupper community and to uh, that. That's when, that's when like these stupid podcasts that we make every, every week and like these dumb discussions that we have, that's when that takes uh, a, a more meaningful approach. And we appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Um, I mean, we appreciate you regardless, but we, we definitely appreciate you when you bond together and, um, you know, we we make bigger impacts than just debating about Marcus Mariota and pushing Ryan Tannehill in front of trains and things like that. So uh, thank you guys so much. And um, uh, Jack, I guess with, with all of that said, until next week, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans.